Welcome to another episode of The Wave. My name is Adam. My name's Nick. It's The Wave, the weekly news and chat show from the world-famous Bottom of the Stream podcast. Welcome back. More news, more chat. Coming right at ya. <laughs> more waves. That's what we do here yeah. on The Wave. How well, are you, Nick? I'd like to be in the sea right now. Oh, I'm me. It's a bit warm, isn't it? <laughs> but, but I do like the heat. My new turf doesn't like the heat. Oh, it's God, gardening it's chat straight away. Looking very brown. That's part of the process. It's shrunk as well. Keep keep watering it. It'll yeah, I just right. keep watering it every day. See what happens. <laughs> It'll be fine. How are you, Nick? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, I'm excited to be back. Got some, I think, some interesting news stories. Good, good. That's what we like. Uh, and yeah, we'll we'll be back on Thursday also to talk about another movie. We will. A German movie. Yeah. Mm. We'll come to that at the end. Sure will. What, uh, what did we watch last week? Uh, last week we watched <laughs> <laughs> Sweet Girl. Sweet Girl with Jason Momoa. Yeah. Any lingering thoughts on that? I, I think then? we. I think I think we covered it pretty well. I think we. I think we were really fair to Sweet Girl. I think Girl. we were. I think we. Uh, we had a good. We had, maybe we liked both it had a good time. A, yeah, I think we liked it maybe more than a few other people. But acknowledging it was ridiculous oh yeah it's absolutely mental. stupid movie it's absolutely mental <laughs> but it was fun fun time you just got to be on board with it and go along with it and you'll enjoy it but yeah at least it tried to bust out of that action tried to do something box, a bit different didn't i it? suppose yeah and look that might not have entirely worked but good on it good I on it say. for trying had the balls to try uh have you been up to anything exciting this week no okay well, <laughs> have you um. Also, no, I don't no. think nothing it's is too hot. Is it? Yeah, exactly. I feel like I just get home and just lie, <laughs> just lie on various different things. <laughs> it's like lie in the garden for a bit, lie on the sofa for a bit, sure. and go to bed. That's that's my life currently. Yeah, and trying not to sweat too much. Yeah, <laughs> I've given up on that now. I just embrace. The <laughs> oh, sweat. just 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 embrace the sweat. Just slowly gather a pool of liquid underneath yeah. your. I'm not going to moan yeah. about the weather. I love, I love it like this. I yeah. love it when the summer just makes everything, makes the whole world a little bit happier. I think. Yeah, everything's very green at the minute. So. Apart from my turf. Yeah. <laughs> apart from the bit you want to be green. Yeah, apart from the bit that I want to be. That's fine. Cool. Uh, yeah, good, good. I'm glad you're happy. I'm always happy. You're you happy. Know me. I'm happy. You know me. Um, shall we do some Netflix news? Let's get straight into it, and let's start with. A very strong rumour that Netflix is about to close a deal for its first live sporting event to be broadcast. Okay, we're going live, are we? Something we've been talking about the possibility of for quite some time, given that that's definitely a route that Amazon have gone down. Yeah. Uh, have Apple got a bit of sport Yeah, I think there? they have. Do they have the MLS? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, and Netflix, have again, yeah, we've seen interviews with various... Uh, vice presidents at Netflix saying it's an arena they 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 would potentially be looking at. Cool. And I don't think if you'd have tried to predict what this first live sporting event that Netflix is looking to broadcast is, I think you'd have done very well to guess it. Yeah, uh, I think you're right. Because it's golf, Jim, but not as we know it. So we're doing golf. But not played by golfers. Okay. <laughs> Because Netflix are in talks to broadcast a, I think they're called pro-ams in yeah, golf. So. Basically, it is going to be F1 drivers playing in a golf tournament. 
course it is. So it's a celebrity golf tournament. But only basically. F1 drivers. Uh, with some golf professionals. Okay. Which will take place later this year from Las Vegas. Nice. Golf. Golf. Hotbed. <laughs> I'd like to see this. If this is a success, can we do it the other way around? Oh, definitely. Golfers driving F1 cars? Yeah, yeah. Put Phil Mickelson in a Ferrari and yeah. see what happens. Why not? And and think of the, the, the absolute possibilities of mixing other sports. Yeah. NFL players on ice. <laughs> Definitely. Swimming footballers. Fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I mean you Diving can, sumo wrestlers. 100 <laughs> percent I mean you can see why someone at Netflix has kind of gone, well, we do drive to survive, and everyone loves that, don't they? That F1 documentary. And we've got this golf documentary series full. It should swing. also be called Drive to Survive. <laughs> so We've already got contracts. There's probably something in the small print saying yeah. you've got to help Netflix with other stuff. Why don't we just get them together? We'll take them out on a piss and then in the day they can play golf. golf. <laughs> yeah. Well, they'll probably play, sit and play golf together anyway. Yeah, probably. So they're just we're just filming something that already happened. That's interesting. I like that idea. So look out for that later this year. Much more sports amalgamations. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, because... What's the point getting involved in like a bidding war for Premier League yeah, or NFL own. matches? Just just go yeah, niche. Right. Yeah. Like Fireball. Just bring Fireball oh, to be life. For that. Oh. Let's do that. So yeah, F1 players playing golf. It's coming to Netflix. Live. Excellent. Live. Uh, we know Netflix's track record with live Yeah, it hasn't gone well has been so mixed. far, has it? So. It worked okay for Chris Rock. Not so much for Love is Blind. Yeah. So. I, was I guess at least nothing really happens in golf, so... You could, if you're a bit delayed getting the live stream up, it doesn't really matter. I guess so. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen. The golf coverage is very... You have to be quite clever with it anyway, because obviously you have multiple people playing, playing at the same yeah. time. People so when start it's, at different it's times, live, yeah. it's not necessarily actually live, because they're bouncing around the course, aren't they? Yeah. And people take shots. They call it as live, don't they? Yeah. Broadcast as if it was live. Yeah. Uh, an, an update then, moving away from sport... On something we I remember us talking about months and months ago, which was uh, upon Netflix acquiring a rights to the Roald Dahl estate. Yes. And several adaptations that are coming out from uh with of of his his works. And one of those that was announced way back then was Wes Anderson yep. taking on the wonderful story of Henry Sugar. Yeah, I remember talking about this. Uh, a short story from uh, Roald Dahl back in 1977. Well, Anderson has been talking uh, this week with IndieWire a bit more about that movie. I say movie in inverted commas. Okay. Because it's going to be 37 minutes long. So not a movie. <laughs> a short. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this, just as a reminder, uh, will star Benedict Cumberbatch, Ralph Fiennes, Dev Patel and Ben Kingsley. Is it animated? Uh I do not know, okay. to be honest. Um, it's Anderson's first Netflix original. And he told IndieWire, he gave Netflix a bit of shade, saying that he was collaborating with them out of necessity more than personal preference. Oh, okay. He said, in my case, it's a bit of a weird thing partnering with Netflix. I knew Roald Dahl since before we made Fantastic Mr. Fox. I met Lindsay Dahl, his widow, 20 years ago when we were shooting the Royal Tenenbaums. For years, I've wanted to do Henry Sugar, 
and they set this story aside for me because I was friends of the family. So I had this waiting for me. I couldn't figure out the approach for ages and suddenly I did. It doesn't have to be a feature film. <laughs> it can just be 37 minutes long uh, and Netflix will find me that basically. Okay, fair enough. So yeah, that's well, what we're getting. To be fair, all we do on this show is moan about films that are too long. <laughs> so we can't un- moan when somebody says we haven't done 37 minutes. Uh, Anderson later said, there's nowhere else I could do this movie because they now own the rights. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> if he wants to do it, he's got to do it for Netflix. But justifying it by saying, because it's turned out as a 37 minute movie, uh, it's the perfect place to do it because it's not really a movie. Yeah. Is he, that's some shade. That he's saying any shade. movie on ne- any Netflix movie is not, not really, really a movie. movie. You say, I see it more like a play of the week type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's got a movie coming out soon, hasn't he? Uh, he has. And the tra- it's the I saw the trailer last week for... It's like the space movie, isn't Asteroid it? Asteroid City. Asteroid yeah. City. It looks like the most Wes Anderson thing I'm going to ever. the cinema on Tuesday for a secret screening. Yeah, you're hoping that's what it is. I'm not hoping. I'm thinking... I believe Pretty that's sure what it's, it's going to be. be. Yeah. I'm, well, there's nothing else coming. So okay. <laughs> I feel like that's what it's going to be. So... I will report back next week and let you know if it was. Yeah, he, well, uh, Anderson finishes off the interview by saying, yeah, I'm very happy Asteroid City is going into cinemas. That's the way I want my movies to be shown. To be fair, with somebody who's a stylistic director like Wes Anderson, it should they should really be put in the cinema. Yeah. They're built for that sort of thing. His style leans to it perfectly, doesn't it? A bit more on Henry Sugar. So the original collection was, a, a, the original book was a collection of seven short stories. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is playing Henry Sugar himself. Uh, the story poses the question, if you could see with your eyes closed, what would you use your power for? Good or personal gain? Is that much of a power? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Henry Sugar will arrive on Netflix in the autumn. Cool. We'll look and forward it to it. It won't take you long to watch it. It won't. It definitely won't. Less than an hour. Would you like to visit a Netflix restaurant? A Netflix restaurant, <laughs> because like a Netflix themed restaurant. Exactly that. Okay. Because yes. Netflix has announced that uh, maybe this is the next step from those sort of interactive experiences. You know, where in major cities around the world we've had like the Stranger Things experience yeah, yeah. and the Bridgerton experience. There was a money heist one, wasn't there? There was. That which are kind of a mix between walkthroughs and escape room type things. Well, Netflix have announced that they are opening a pop-up restaurant called Netflix Bites. Okay. And at said restaurant, chefs from various Netflix cooking series will be working there. And... uh, yeah, creating food there. So uh, people from Chef's Table nailed it. Isn't that the one where everything's terrible? Yeah. <laughs> and Iron Chef Quest for an Iron Legend. Uh, you'll be able to taste food from Curtis Stone, Dominique Crenn, Ming Tsai, Andrew Zimmerman, Rodney Scott, Anne Kim, Jacques Torres. Also, Nadia Hussain, who oh, was, I believe okay. won the Bake Off she did, in yeah. this country. She had a Netflix cooking show there, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the restaurant opens on the 30th of June and will be open uh, from 5 to 10 p.m. 
uh, and it will also open for brunch at the weekend. Uh, this is in uh, Los Angeles, I believe. Okay. So uh, you can go and make your reservations at Netflix netflixbites.com. Excellent. Yeah, okay. The That's Short Stories Hotel in Los Angeles. You can go and have some Netflix bites. Shall we go over? Yeah, why not? I was kind of hoping that there'd be someone there from the barbecue show. Yeah, I would go then. <laughs> I'd be much more tempted to go then. But... Uh, alas, not not that it's been announced. Cool, that's a good idea though. Like they said, they definitely the should have called it the Netflix restaurant, though. Yeah, they should. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> definitely. A like you say, it's, a, it's another evolution of these like live experiences, isn't it? It's, how do you make a cooking show live? You open a restaurant. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. And there's that many cooking shows on Netflix. Yeah, there is. <laughs> it's, it's not a stretch, is it? No. Next story. Uh, Netflix is a force for good, anyone? Okay. Well, in, in Taiwan, yeah. Netflix has been praised as the the jumping off point, uh, essentially, for a, a series of sexual harassment allegations that have led to the resignation of four political party members okay. in Taiwan. Right. Uh, and... Essentially, this seems to have been uh, inspired, if you like, following following the release of a drama series, Wave Makers, right. on Netflix in Taiwan, uh, because it has a, a scene in there in which a senior party member promises to seek justice for a junior staffer who has been sexually assaulted by a colleague. This okay. has become like the... Clary, clarion call for the, for all these allegations which so have since come out. Just because that scene's happened in the show, everybody's gone, well, that happened to me. It's... Yeah, basically. Wow. Um, That's fascinating. In the show, there's even even uh, some the, some lines from the show have been sort of quoted in in the media and in, in these sort of um, evidence given against some of these, these uh, uh, people here. Like... Uh, the article says that uh, quotes such as "Let's not just let this go, okay? We can't let things go easily, otherwise you will slowly wither away and die." Shortly after the drama's release, uh, a former staffer from the Democratic Progressive Party in Taiwan shared the quote and described how she had been sexually harassed at a work event. Uh, she was advised to bury her claim when she tried to wow. put it up up the ladder. Uh, but no, she uh, she persisted, and uh, it's it's led to a uh, floodgates of allegations opening against other members of the ruling party, which has led to four resignations. Crazy to date. That's crazy. So there's like a, a Taiwanese Me Too movement coming. Up. Basically, yeah. Uh, helped by Netflix, by the looks of things. Yeah, triggered by Netflix of all things. Fascinating. I've never heard of that show. I don't know if it's like a thing over here or not. Uh, I am not familiar with it either. But cool. Good for Netflix. Whatever helps people get to read a positive Netflix news story. Yeah. Uh, they, they might not all be positive Netflix news stories. No. I don't imagine they will be. But let's talk uh, a bit more about Chicken Run 2. Because also, definitely, let's do that. This week, Chicken Run: Dawn of the Nugget has had its first 
teaser trailer and confirmation that Chicken Nugget, uh, Chicken Nugget, <laughs> Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget will release on December the 15th. Perfect timing. It's a, it's a Christmas double header with Rebel Moon. <laughs> I'm just waiting for your reaction. <laughs> We're not mentioning Rebel Moon this week. Okay. We did enough of that last week. <laughs> Um, yeah, December the 15th, cool. Chicken Run 2 on Netflix. Uh, there is a synopsis uh, been released as well. Um, is that it? Having pulled off a death-defying escape from Tweeders Farm, Ginger has finally found her dream, a peaceful island sanctuary for the whole flock far from the dangers of the human world. When she and Rocky hatch a little girl called Molly... Ginger's happy ending seems complete, but back on the mainland, the whole of chicken kind faces a new and terrible threat for Ginger and her team, even if it means putting their own hard-won freedom at risk. This time, they're breaking in. They're breaking in. Going on a rescue mission. Yeah. It'll be fun. They're, they're, they're just fun, aren't they? It'll yeah. be fun. I think it's perfect yeah. release time Yeah, as you've well. got to do it at Christmas if you're making that sort of film. I think that'll do pretty big numbers for big Netflix. Big numbers. Big, big numbers. It's well, a good coup oh, to get which, as well. Which will do more, which do you think does better? Rebel Moon or Chicken oh, Run I Two? I really hope Chicken Run Two. Yeah. I'd love that. I hope it obliterates Rebel Moon. Yes. Yeah, all four versions. Yeah, it depends if they like you said last <laughs> week, put them all into one big pot. Now nah, fuck it. Let's let's get on the chicken run two bandwagon. Yeah, we're behind that. I'm gonna what were those people doing the other week where they're just playing stuff over and over and yeah. over and over again? I'm gonna do that. <laughs> Vapes for, just vape for chickens. Run. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Next story. Guillermo del Toro yes. has been talking. And basically he has said he wants to transition to only making animated movies. Okay. Well, that's so much did he love working on Pinocchio. Just, that's all he wants to do. With then. Netflix. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, he told an audience at the Annecy Film Festival that there are a couple more live action movies I want to do. But after that, I only want to do animation. That's my plan. I suppose when you've got a mind like Del Toro's got, everything is on the table in animation. You've got no... There's nothing holding you back, is there? Hmm. You can do whatever you want with animation. Indeed, yeah. My only caveat would be, given that Del Toro isn't the fastest filmmaker, yeah. him saying he wants to make two more live-action yeah. movies could be another 20 years. Could be. <laughs> Plus then it takes ages to make an animated movie. Well, yeah, you could do them, you could do them at the same time, I guess, with, yeah. with the right team. Uh, and But also, interestingly... Del Toro went on to tell the festival that one of the reasons he wants to do that because he believes there's so much potential in animation that's untapped. Uh, yeah, essentially saying that his one of his ambitions is to make an adult fantasy drama with stop motion and still be able to move people emotionally. I would say maybe achieve that in Pinocchio. I don't know if is that that's not a kids' film. Yeah, <laughs> I, would, I I don't disagree with you, but I don't think that's how it was marketed. I no, know probably that's different. Not. I would call that an adult fantasy drama in stop motion, which moved people emotionally. If I was describing Pinocchio, yeah, maybe yeah. I I, I think he's more talking about you know yeah having a, a an adult rated yeah. stop motion porn. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you? 
<laughs> you said I don't rate it, and that's just where my mind went. Yeah, fine. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. So, a bit of news on AI okay. as, as relates to the film or? movies. Okay. Uh, well, no, just AI, the intelligence. We're talk Joel Osment so, again. <laughs> and again, we've talked previously about like bringing back dead people through AI and, you yeah. know, uh, films being written by AI. Well, Paul McCartney's where, where done it with it John Lennon, hasn't he? He has, Apparently yeah. He's uh, done a song with John Lennon's voice. Yeah. AI has brought back the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. One final song. Well, there's news this week that the British Board of Film Classification is turning to artificial intelligence to help them rate movies. Okay. To reduce the cost, indeed. It's going to put the people out of jobs. Wow. <laughs> they've, they've signed up to a partnership with Amazon's cloud computing division uh, to teach an AI model to identify and tag content issues in movies such as bad language, dangerous behaviour, sex and violence to save them time when classifying a film or other video content. Interesting. So, yeah. I suppose it must be quite a tedious job. Well, officially, the uh, board is saying the AI system isn't intended to do away with the work of professional compliance officers. Instead, it is intended to save time thus cutting the amount of work required by as much as 60%. That sounds like pretty much the same thing. <laughs> it does. <laughs> if somebody cut my job by 60%. Yeah, I guess you, you make the AI watch it first, it flags up what it thinks, and then you just check out those moments. I, I, I guess the theory behind it, being devil's advocate, is there is more content for them to rate. Yeah, a lot more, I would think. When you, when you consider Netflix... And I think most of the other streamers are now signed up yeah, to yeah, the yeah. rating system that we use here. So yeah. they're not, they now suddenly aren't just having to rate uh, cinema and home video releases. You've now got everything that's on the streamers. As well. yeah. So, I mean, I, I kind of I, I kind of get a theory, but it's... I wonder uh, what the waiting time is. Like, once you finish your film, how long do you have to wait? Yeah, that's a really interesting. I'd love to talk to someone from yeah, the BBFC. And that's, yeah, how long does it take something to... You go yeah, through from, the process. Once you've submitted your movie. Yeah. Because it, it's got to meet that release date that your yeah. studio is looking for or whatever. Hmm. That's interesting. I wonder what it is. Yeah. The next phase of this project will see AI systems being trained to determine and assign international age ratings in conjunction with a tagging tool. Uh, with the idea that streaming service will be able to get age, ra- age ratings for their content from multiple territories at once. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. It's a good idea, I suppose. If you can use AI for good, do it. What we see is negative stuff about AI is going to kill us all in the next five years, but maybe use it for good instead. What if it What if it goes wrong, though, and it, it rates, I don't know, Brazilian sex robots as suitable for all? <laughs> well, <laughs> nobody's ever died from a movie rating, have they? <laughs> That's just good news. Uh, news that you might think is good. I just said that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Apple TV has confirmed that they have renewed Silo for a second season. Excellent. This um, is before, I believe, the first season yeah, yeah, yeah. has finished. I think there's a few weeks left yet. Uh, has finished broadcast. It's great. I'm really enjoying it. It's coming out weekly on Apple TV. Yeah. I haven't seen last week's yet. So okay. I've actually got two because it comes out on a Friday. I've got two to watch at the moment. But 
yeah, it's really it's a really good show. Really interesting idea. So I'm happy that I'm happy that that's been renewed. The showrunner of Silo, Graham Yost, says we cannot wait for audiences around the world to immerse themselves in the epic world we have created to bring Hugh Howey's novels to life. Apple has believed in our vision from day one, and it is an honor to have the opportunity to dig deeper into this story and to peel back the layers of our characters in the silo. Excellent. Good news. It's a, it is a really good show. If you've not checked out Silo yet, it's like this dark dystopian drama series. Snowpiercer so in a tower. Basically, yeah. So if you're into, if you think you've been into that sort of thing, then definitely check it out. That's really good. Okay. Controversy. Ooh. In the United Arab Emirates. Surely not. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah. Has been blocked from release. Oh, why? It has fallen foul of the censors. Talking of more censor <laughs> chat. It was this AI screwed us over already. It has failed to pass local censorship laws in the United Arab Emirates. Would you like to have a guess at why? Something homophobic, I would guess. You're not a million miles off. Okay. Uh, it's <laughs> in the background of one frame in this movie. One frame? Yep. Right. Is a Protect Trans Lives poster. <laughs> in the background of one frame. So what are we talking? 60 frames a second, I would yeah. think. One a blink and truly a blink and you'll miss it moment. Who's gone through it frame by frame and spotted that? And That's bullshit. Yeah, it's been it's uh, it's been banned in the United Arab Emirates. Uh, it's fallen foul of the strict guidelines that say international content must adhere to local customs and values. This is particularly the case with films geared towards children, which most animated features are uh, classified as. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Makes you wonder if you could just cut one frame out if that's literally <laughs> all it is. But uh, onward and Lightyear were also both banned. Yeah, they were there uh, in the last couple of years. But yeah, Lightyear had a full-on lesbian couple in it. Yeah, yeah. Which is still it's still wrong that they're banning <laughs> yeah. for it. But that's a re- that's you can see their reasoning there. I I mean, it sounds like you'd do really well to find this post. Yeah, absolutely. In the movie. But yeah, bullshit. Gone. Ridiculous. Still not seen it yet. I need to go and watch it. I loved the first one. Oh, it's fantastic. It was a great movie. Yeah. Any more? One more. Yes, the final bit of news. Uh, do you like Hugh Grant? More so recently. I think okay, I uh, think that's a fair answer. Yeah, I think his uh, career's kind of headed in my direction. Do you like horror movies? Yes. Uh, do you like... A24. Yes. Because they're making a horror movie starring Hugh Grant. Brilliant. I mean, I'm on board. (laughs) Hugh Grant. Honestly, I think I'd watch anything A24 made at the minute. Has signed up to star in Heretic. Okay, good name. uh, Which is going to be produced by A24 and it is coming from writers Scott Beck and Brian Woods. They co-wrote A Quiet Place. Nice. And... They were behind 65, which yeah. came out didn't, earlier this year. Yeah, it didn't go down very well, I don't think. Uh, well, Heretic is, the the synopsis for that is that it focuses on two young women of faith 
who are lured into a cat and mouse game in the home of an eccentric man. Hugh Grant is playing the eccentric man. Of course he is. <laughs> I think that's a that's a good role for Hugh Grant. He's an he is an eccentric man. Good for him. Well, I didn't realise mm. from having sort of gone down a bit of a rabbit hole on this is that Hugh Grant will be next seen in cinemas this Christmas, also on the 15th of December. So you've got a choice. Do I go and watch Chicken Run 2? Or do I go and watch Hugh Grant in uh, playing an Oompa Loompa in the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory <laughs> prequel? Wonka. <laughs> There's no need for that. Uh, <laughs> I'll stick with Chicken Run 2, I think. I'm going to go and watch Wonka, definitely. <laughs> I, I definitely am. I'm, I'm, in, I'm intrigued by the idea of it. It is directed by Paul King, to be fair, yes. who directed Paddington too. So and it's got Timothy Chalamet in it. Yeah. I'm definitely going to watch it. Not part of Netflix's Roald Dahl no. deal, though. How does that work? <laughs> How has that happened? So, I presume it predated that. Wes Anderson's having, over. yeah, it does seem like it's been being made for a long time. Yeah. Wes Anderson's being forced to work with Netflix, but these guys are just going to make one. Yeah, exactly. Is that, there's an absolute chaos out there in the world <laughs> of Roald Dahl. <laughs> it really is, like 20, Lawless. 30 years after he died. <laughs> All the news done? I, I, yeah. I, 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 good news. I'm quite excited by that Hugh Grant horror. Yeah, same. I mean, I think you could, seeing him do that creepy. Uh, yeah, go for it, mate. Creepy, eccentric old man. Yeah. That's the sort of roles he should be playing these days. Sure. Yeah, and A24 can't put a foot wrong at the minute. They got all six Oscars this year, and well, all the main six Oscars yeah. this year. They, I've Since the Oscars I watched, there was Pearl that came okay, out. Yeah. That's an A24 production. It was a really good film. I don't think they can put a foot wrong. So, yeah, you, why would you not be looking forward to that if you're a horror fan or, a, or an A24 fan? Yeah. I don't think I've ever been a fan of a movie studio before, <laughs> but I feel like I am at the minute. <laughs> Look, they're, they're riding high. Yeah, let's, they seem to be. Let's give that credit. 100%. Yeah. And they don't make boring traditional films. They're making things, telling stories that nobody else is telling. Sure. You know, picking up unusual stories. It's yeah. great. It's just what the cinema world needs. Good for them. Good. Big A24 fans here. Have you watched anything good at the top of the stream? I mean, I've watched some things. I don't <laughs> know if I enjoyed any of them. Okay, <laughs> interesting. Same. Uh, eerily, uh, now got to the point where you were last week with Fubar. Oh yeah, where I gave up episode four and not gone back. <laughs> oh okay, that's interesting. <laughs> I've watched up to now four episodes of Fubar. Yeah, and I don't know if I will go back. That's exactly how I felt last week. That's really because, strange. And it, we've it's also been a conversation point in the Discord this week. I've noticed. Yeah, and, and essentially I feel that I don't need eight hours of this. I think it was Ross it, in the Discord said, "Why is this not just a two-hour movie, dumb action movie?" Yeah, yeah, it does feel. It feels stretched already. It does. And I'm halfway through. Really, there's another four to go yet. Yeah. It's like, it's not funny enough to sustain yeah. eight episodes so far. And it's not actiony enough and not, the story is not It's there. not good enough at anything it's trying to do, yeah. is it? Which doesn't really. say it's bad. No. Because I don't think it's bad. No, it's not bad. It's just not, it's not less good Less is more, anything. people. Yeah. 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 Talking of less is more. Okay. I also... Decided to go in on Avatar 2. Right, interesting. Which I watched over Friday and Saturday night last week. <laughs> I was like, I'm on my own. I can, do you know what? I'm going to put that on Friday night. And I thought I'd watched about half of it. I was like, oh, I'm too tired now. I need to go to bed. I still had an hour and 50 minutes left. I hadn't even <laughs> got to halfway. And so I was like, no, I'm going to finish it. So I watched the second two hours of it. 
on on the Saturday night. And you know what? Look, I just don't understand. I just don't understand. (laughs) Again, it's not bad. Yeah. But I don't understand why it exists. Agreed. I completely agree. I'm James Cameron has just made the same movie. Yeah. Again. Again. But wetter. <laughs> I'm convinced those numbers are made up for Avatar too. I'm convinced somebody's made those numbers up. Because I don't know anybody who's watched it, and the people who do know who have watched it haven't enjoyed it. So where's it how's it made two billion dollars? <laughs> I don't understand. And the plot is literally everyone's back because we downloaded them yeah. before they died off camera yeah. in the last movie. Yeah. So here you go, they're all in their blue bodies. <laughs> And it's exactly the same. Man comes to try and exterminate everyone, but it's on water instead of the jungle. And it's three and a half hours long. No, not for me. Good and, for you for trying it. But. And I really wanted to give it the chance. And I'm like, because of its, you know, technologically, it's momentous and yeah. it's the second highest gross moving of all time or third, however it ended up. And I just don't understand why it exists. No, same. It's, and do you know what as well? It does look good it looks great in parts but at no point did it wow me and i go oh this is the most beautiful thing i've ever seen because i know it's all fake yeah it's just green screen action yeah nothing's real i think i put in the discord i prefer real trees yeah bring back real trees (laughs) it's a campaign we should be doing did you see the news story this week about the sequels being delayed yes because i presume because of the writer's strike disney shifted everything back avatar 5 Bearing in mind, we've just had Avatar 2. Avatar 5 is now scheduled for release in December 2031. Yeah. Which means that Avatar came out when I was 28, and the fifth one will come out when I'm 50. (laughs) (laughs) That's insane. It's absolutely insane that he's managed to get 22 years out of five movies. Yeah. It's insane. If it ever comes. Look, I I understand. But people are going to watch these movies. Obviously, somebody's watching them in India. Sure. I understand why James Cameron's done this because he loves water. Because <laughs> he loves money. <laughs> well, that's a byproduct, isn't it? But he, ever since Titanic, he's been all about yeah, he, he water, water. Yeah. diving. He's been Look, down to the Titanic. I, yeah, I do not question the work that has gone into this and the technological advances required to make this look. Pro- like, it never looks shit. No. Water splashes where it should. <laughs> and, and, you know, there are times you're like, that's incredible that they've done that. Yeah, it's always been the hardest thing to do is animate that water. But it's all generated. But it is just fake. And yeah. it's just... And the story's not good enough to... And the characters aren't strong enough to just to care about. Did, I, just, I just don't understand Avatar. I'm sorry. Do you think that any single one of the actors in this movie got wet at any point during the production? Yeah, they must have done. You reckon? Yeah. That there was water involved in the I production. think there must have been, yeah. Because they're all... They're, it's, it's all water all the time after the first 45 minutes. Right. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> but yeah, 2031. If, if you're telling me no one got wet in this movie, I'm going to get really angry. <laughs> I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised. Also, who knows? Anything else? That's all I've watched, I think. I watched a movie this week. Okay. I watched a movie that on last week's show I said I would go and watch. Oh, yes. And I did. I watched The Mother. It's now like, it's it's finished its first 28 days. It it's like seventh. Six, for six. Six all time. Highest movie. Yeah, six Ever, of all times. Yeah, it is indeed. Um, it's rubbish. <laughs> We're not having a good week. <laughs> We're not having a good week. I really, thought, that I surprised thought it was me. incredibly dull. Um, I don't think anybody was good in it, and I really didn't enjoy it. I what, not even any it. good action. Not particularly. No. 
Okay. I barely remember it, if I'm honest. <laughs> it's literally, it's gone straight out of my head. It's, I don't understand why it's getting so many numbers that it's getting. Just, it's all about the Netflix marketing. Netflix could market anything into that top 10, I reckon, if they tried hard enough. I pretty much think so, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's what they've done here. And I, I didn't enjoy it at all. I thought it was terrible. End. <laughs> um, I do need to thank you for something else that I've watched. Okay. I took on a recommendation that you made last week. Right. I watched, started Feel Good. Oh, yeah. The May Martin and Charlotte Ritchie yeah, sitcom. I've done the first series and half of the second series. Yeah. I think it's magnificent. Something else, it's isn't it? really, really Quite good. powerful. It's really powerful. It's really hard hitting. Yeah. I hesitate to even call it a sitcom. Yeah, it's, it's funny. It is funny in parts just because those two women are hilarious. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty deep, pretty yeah. dark. I love it. I think it's great. And I really thank you for turning me on to it. No problem. <laughs> thank you for turning me on. <laughs> great. Yeah, so that's pretty much all I've watched this week. So I've been watching that. Yeah, yeah forget about all the other stuff we talked about. Go watch that instead. Yeah, d- yeah. D- don't watch Avatar too. Just <laughs> no. watch. Well, you probably get all the series done in the same time. <laughs> yeah, so easily. Watch Feel Good on Netflix with uh, May Martin and Charlotte Ritchie. Yeah, it's great. It's a really good film. Uh, talking of film, should we do the top ten? Yeah, let's have a look. Have a look, see what's in there. Um, the British top ten of sure. films this week is still highly dominated by Harry Potter. Oh, let's not do that. Then. So we're not going to do that. So. I think we'll do the global top 10 of movies, Fine. but we'll start with the TV top 10 in the UK. Okay. Yeah? Sounds sensible. Sounds sensible. Yeah. Only because that's the page I'm currently on. <laughs> so that's why we start in there. Um, I'm fine with that. Number 10 in the top 10 TV shows in the UK currently is Selling Sunset. Oh, it's a staple. It what is. What can you say? It always seems to be there. Six seasons of that. There is. Yeah. Craziness. Uh, number nine is The Days, okay. which is the dramatized retelling of the Fukushima disaster in Japan. Uh, I think it's apparently... <laughs> my tongue's gone. Uh, apparently, it's very good. Uh, a couple of people I know have watched it. I will get to that at some I point. would imagine, given Netflix's track record with that sort of thing, it is very slick. I think it's Netflix's... Polished. Let's have a go at Chernobyl. Yeah. And uh, see what happens. Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story is at number eight. They're sticking around the charts. Uh, sticking around the charts. Six weeks in the top ten, that Excellent. is Excellent. Uh, Inside Man is at number seven. That is the David Tennant BBC drama. Yes. Netflix helped produce. A lot of people I know are watching that. Are watching that. Okay, yeah. Watching it through Netflix yeah. rather than when it was out on the BBC yeah, yeah. previously. That's interesting. Seems to have had a second life. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are telling me to watch it. So, yeah. I wouldn't even know when or where. I just don't watch normal TV. So no, I, I don't. I so wouldn't have. It wouldn't have been in my on. orbit. No, I don't know when it was on Sorry. BBC. There was a period where David Tennant was doing a lot of that sort of roles yeah. on the BBC and ITV. So... I assume it was in that sort of era. Uh, number six is The Ultimatum Queer Love Season 1. Okay. Any idea what that is? No, but there's always a love-based reality show a reality, in the Netflix yeah. top ten. I assume it's a reality. Be, it's the law. Yeah. assume it's a reality TV show. Uh, talking of reality TV shows, Fake Profile Season 1. I don't know if that's re- re- reality. Okay. Or it looks dramatic. Um, don't know what it is. Never even heard of it. I'm not interested. Nor me. <laughs> sort of social media-based show uh manifest season four this is the end of manifest it is final. i still find it strange final. that none of the previous seasons are on netflix uk yes that is strange <laughs> so it was who was making it originally i don't know somebody was making it originally it got cancelled netflix don't have the rights in the uk for the first, first three, three seasons. seasons they brought it back didn't they to yeah. finish their story off yeah. and this is their conclusion to that story yes. i i watched the first season 
I thought this is trying to be lost and it's not doing a very good job of it, so I didn't watch the rest of it. Right. My brother carried on. He watches. He's watched it all now. He caught, He says it's the most batshit thing he's ever seen. Cool. It turned. It's all about Noah's Ark and things like that. It's just, oh really? It's crazy. Yeah. Sounds a bit. Uh, um. Left behind. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I think it is a little bit. It's rapturous. Um, he's begging me to go and watch it all, so maybe I will at some point. If you can find where the rest if of it is. If I can is. find where the rest of it is. And number three is Arnold, a limited series. This, this is, is a the... three-part Schwarzenegger documentary. Yes, it is. Um, I work with somebody who's a very big Arnold fan, and he said it's very good. I so... do fancy my chances more of finishing the documentary than FUBAR. Agreed. <laughs> Talking of FUBAR, number two in the charts this week is FUBAR. Um, that's now been out for three weeks and it's still at number two in the chart, so somebody's enjoying it. Just not me and you. <laughs> and number one is Never Have I Ever Season 4. Oh, it's a good show. Is it? Yeah, it's Mindy Kaling's uh, baby, that is. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Is she in it? Does she pop up in one of the first three series? Probably. I think she does, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've never watched it. Do you watch it then? I've, I have watched most of them. Cool. My my wife is an avid fan. Okay. I've not watched every single one. Well, it's come out this week and it's gone straight into number one, knocked yeah. Fubar off. So but I like what I've seen of it. Good. Good, good, good. Exactly. So there's your Netflix top 10 of TV in the UK. Let's uh, do a global top 10 of film, shall we? Let's do it. This could be fun. It, I've got it is because you ne- when you're taking the global view of Netflix, yeah, you never know what's going to pricking anything in there. <laughs> yeah. uh, talking of which, a film called The Choice is at number ten, starring Benjamin Walker and Teresa Palmer. Absolute household names, are they? <laughs> in their own household, I've never heard of either of them or that film. Number nine is Grown Ups Two. Got to be an Adam Sandler film in there. Got to be an Adam Sandler film in there, and there is. Uh, number eight is The Company Men. Okay. It's got a cast. It's that picture. It's Baffleck. Baffleck. Costner. Yeah. Tommy Lee Jones. Some others. <laughs> Again, never heard of it. Number seven, the Angry Birds movie. Okay. <laughs> so random. Number six, We're the Millers. Sure, why not? Jennifer Aniston movie from 15 years ago, <laughs> probably. Maybe 10. I'm not Maybe sure. Maybe 10. Will Polt was quite young in that picture. Uh, number six is The Boss Baby. That's number five. Number five, sorry. The <laughs> Boss Baby. I need a boss who's a baby. Um, is that the original? Looks like yes. the original. Yeah. That's quite old as well now then. Number four, The Mother. Terrible movie. 8.36 million hours watched this week. This week, worldwide. Mm. Number three is Abduction. It's a Taylor Lautner Looks action like it, movie. It? He's it's all actioning. Sliding down some window or something <laughs> in that picture. What happened to him? Don't know. No, me neither. What did I have to move on? <laughs> uh, number two is Shooter. Sorry, Mark Wahlberg. That oh, classic. <laughs> classic Wahlberg movie. 12.77 million hours this week. Mm, it's not bad. Which countries are watching that? <laughs> Can't even see it. Well, there we go. Oh, mostly in the Americas. The Americas. It's not even on, it's not even on Netflix UK. And number one is Prisoners. That's a good movie. Is it? I don't know. Have yeah. I seen that? I don't know. I don't think I have. Uh, 13.8 million viewing hours this week. Jake Gyllenhaal, is that? Yeah, and uh, Huge Ackman. Huge Ackman. That's number one in the Netflix top 10 global worldwide charts this week. Good. It's done really well in Bolivia. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be delighted. Residual checks on the way. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. sure they will. Pesos full. Bags of pesos come in <laughs> their way. 
Right, I think we're pretty much done. We just need to do a real talk, shall we? Oh, we do. Headline the show with a real talk. Sure. What was this week's real talk question? Which movie would you like to experience again for the first time? Yeah, because if you'd never seen it before... Sure. What do you want to watch? What do you want to be watching? Yeah. Did we get any answers in the Discord? Most probably. Uh, you're gonna <laughs> I mean, we definitely did. <laughs> shall I, while you're doing that, shall I read the one we got on Instagram? Yes, please. Uh, so we got a response on Instagram from Twisted underscore Crawlers. Love that guy. <laughs> Love him. Oh, um, girl. It's a guy. Okay. Um, I am torn between Back to the Future nice. or Terminator 2. Uh, Back to the Future because of the magic of time travel and the reliance on pop culture. Okay. Okay. And T2 for the action-packed visuals that were far ahead Excellent. of its time. I remember, uh, just as a, a slight riff on that, Back to the Future Part 2, I remember being like, the cliffhanger at the end of that, being like, oh, yeah. it's fantastic. And I do, one of my earliest cinema memories was my dad taking me to watch Back to the Future Part 3. In a oh, really? Okay. Yeah. When I must have been about eight. Yeah, what year would that have come out? Uh, 89 or 90. Yeah, so it would have been yeah. eight or nine. Yeah. Good, cool story. Thanks. <laughs> Anyway, not my answer, but a good. I yes, I agree. I agree. Good. Um, I say not my answer. You've not even got an answer. I'll come up with something. <laughs> I'll do it on the night. Uh, so, Ross Cook in the Discord says it's a tough one. It is a tough question, and uh, he's got several honourable mentions before uh, he gets to his official choice. So <laughs> it's not like Ross. <laughs> He is giving honourable mentions to RRR. Okay. Which I thought may feature. Because <laughs> uh, it does. He tries to chew into every single question we ask. And Margin Call, which I'm not familiar with. I don't know Margin Call. Okay, fine. But his official choice. Yeah. Interestingly, because... <laughs> I think he's not a million miles away from mine this week. Uh, his official choice is Avatar, the first one. Because... Oh, that is interesting. When it came out, he was working at a cinema. So it actually says, I saw it for the first time bit by bit. Ah, okay. Piece by piece. Yeah. You know, so uh, he doesn't have that experience of sitting watching it over time. Yeah, it says, when I saw it properly, I was sat in rubbish seats. So I'd like to watch it to see if it was the right situation. Would I like it? Oh, interesting. Uh, it says, okay. I, d- I doubt it. But basically, his view of Avatar is sort of skewed skewed by those experiences that's an interesting way to answer the question i like that yeah uh, margin call by the way is a 2011 film starring zachary quinto and stanley tucci about the 2008 banking crisis okay i great. quite like those people I, <laughs> i'm actually tempted i'm not not familiar with it uh samuel holland in a discord says i missed seeing interstellar in cinemas so that would be my answer i'd like to go and see it in imax and be blown away yeah, that's fair. I I wouldn't be surprised if Interstellar got some sort of IMAX re-release at some point in the future. Oh. That's the sort of thing IMAX do. The Nolan Film Festival. That's got to be yeah. a thing, surely. <laughs> Interstellar's uh, a good film. Wayne in the Discord says, I'm going to say The Prestige. One of my favourite films, and I think the twists are incredible. To see them afresh and to be blown away by them again would be perfect. Good answer. Good uh, film. Alex in the Discord says, Parasite, please. Good one film. of the only films I've gone into knowing nothing at all about what I was going to see. I would love to do that again with the amazing payoff. Parasite is a wonderful movie. Yeah. 
What a wonderful film that is. Uh, yeah, a few few people seconding Parasite as a great shout. Uh, Smiley in a Discord has said, really difficult one. Uh, kind of ruled out movies with a twist. So, you know, watching it again for the initial shot. That's interesting because that's how I was looking at it. Yeah. That's how I was looking at the question, thinking you, you want that initial oomph again. Sure. Uh, and his answer is... Uh, <laughs> Narrowed it down to three answers. Okay. I guess I, I'm okay with this because it's technically one story, and that's the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah, that's fair. I saw the movie if you watch it all together. Yeah. Uh, I saw them all at the first time at the cinema, knowing not much about the story. Uh, and for me, it was pre internet days, no chance of spoilers. I'd love the experience again uh, to be blown away by the visuals and the story. Good. Yeah, good answers. I like it. I think I've got an answer. Okay. Can I go back in time? Am I allowed the ability to time travel to before in, I was born? Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, because you, you... I assume you've seen this movie. Yeah. And you want to see it for the first time again. It doesn't matter when it came out. Okay, cool. Because, <laughs> like, I'd like to see Star Wars in a cinema. Oh, okay. You want the that experience of the time... When it came out. Yeah. When it was like, fucking hell, where's that massive spaceship coming from? Yeah. When everyone says, like... Oh my god, it just comes overhead and there's lasers and what the hell is this thing? So you basically want to forget everything you know about cinema and start with Star Wars. <laughs> yes. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. That's, that's absolutely just to fine. see if it's that amazing and not know about yeah being or, born later about special effects and, and stuff. Yeah. You just want that experience. Yeah. I like it. So Mine, if I can have a time machine as well, that's my choice. <laughs> my answer is very similar, actually. It's for the same reasons, although it was released during my lifetime. Okay. Um, I'd like the experience of seeing Jurassic Park for the first time again. Okay. Because that, you love dinosaurs. I love dinosaurs. I love Jurassic Park, and that moment where that that shouldn't have what they did in that movie at that time in '93 shouldn't have been possible to do, and they did it, and it just it blew my mind at the time when I was like what 12, 11, yeah. and I'd like that experience of having my mind blown all over again of like. How are these dinosaurs on the screen? Sure. Because I knew at the time that this was like amazing, but you never know like how groundbreaking Jurassic Park okay. was. Um, I also give an honourable mention to Fight Club, I think, because I don't remember the first time I saw Fight Club. I saw but, it on a, on a video. Uh, yeah, home. mine would Not, have been on yeah. video as well. Yeah. Um. So I would like the experience of like sitting down and thinking that I'm going to watch this movie again. I'd like to see that at the cinema because... yeah. I, I mean, I'm fairly confident in saying this was not just limited to this country, but Flight, Flight, Fight Club did not make much of a dent no, over here no. cinematically. It's definitely grown with age, hasn't it? And had that cult, that cult following came through with, D, you know, it had a snazzy DVD, it was menus, you know, a DVD even was in its infancy. And uh, it that's where it found its, its life yeah. over here. And I don't think it did commercially that well in the states either. no i don't think it I did think, i think it's... i think watching that in the cinema is a good shout yeah i yeah. would love to see fight club in the cinema it'd be brilliant yeah there were, i was going to say things like the shining and the shawshank redemption would be a great as well but i got the opportunity to see those in the cinema yeah during covid when nothing was coming out so they were re-releasing stuff so i've had that experience I, of watching them again yeah on, on like a, a david finch theme as well i think again being too young for it when it was released at the cinema but see I, i'd love to have seen seven yeah. In a packed cinema. Yeah. And 
to have been part of that when you know with all the various twists and and the, re- the surprise ending to that i think that would have been a pretty cool experience i remember the first time i saw seven and thinking i don't actually i didn't enjoy that very much but maybe because of the situation it was in you already maybe and knew some of something the, about it yeah. and whatever so i always don't think of seven on the same level as other people do yeah but yeah to get that first experience again of that and have that like experience yeah to see that movie like it was supposed to be seen would be great yeah okay do you know what i was i would have almost put money on the fact you were gonna nominate saw i, I was i did think about it and smileyton actually mentioned it to me and i was like oh that's not a bad answer actually uh but yeah yeah again would be great to see it again yeah. I, I vividly remembered going to watch i've seen all of the saw movies in the cinema sure. now, so i vividly remember going to see it. i remember the first time i ever saw a poster for saw there was a poster on a railway bridge near where we live okay and i was like what the hell is that because it's just a blue poster with saw in red and a foot yeah. on the poster and i remember thinking what on earth is that and looking it up and then going to watch saw on opening night because of that poster so if any if any of the real talk questions are which posters inspired you to see a film <laughs> it would be saw 100 okay. percent um we'll yeah. bank that one for a future week maybe. <laughs> what's what's the best movie poster is actually yeah, a actually really, really good, good one. real talk <laughs> get it on the list <laughs> yeah <laughs> Cool. I think that's it. I think we've uh, covered all of that. I think that's brilliant. I really well enjoyed everybody. that. Uh, me too. If you want to get involved in that, head over to our socials. Head over to our Discord. Yeah, you'll see There's some point at the start of the week. You'll see yeah, the, the posters. Weeks go, the, the poster goes real up talk. And, uh, the week, week's real talk is released into both. Usually goes into the Discord first because it's easier in there. Yeah. Um, right. I think we've done a wave. Brilliant. What movie are we watching this week, Nick? Uh, come back to this very feed on Thursday as we are talking about freaks. You're one of us. Yeah. That's, That's the name of the movie. Tells me. One next yeah. Time, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a German movie. Yeah. Sci-fi? No, superhero. Mm, superhero movie. Yeah. That's a genre now, isn't it? Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, it's a German superhero movie. Reluctant superhero movie, I would say. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, I'd say one was luctant. One was luctant. Well, luctant? <laughs> no, it's not. Word? I don't think I so. I like it. <laughs> that means reluctant would be to imply to be luctant again. <laughs> Cool, yeah, so come back to this very feed on Thursday. We will talk to you for about an hour on Freaks, You're One of Us. And yeah, do that, and we'll be back on Thursday. Cheers. Bye.